Welcome to Batchadamia, a podcast so educational it could be a university class. With your hosts, Danielle Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henniger. Hello, everyone. How are you today, tonight, today? <laughs> We're great. I had coffee this morning and I apologize because I might be a little wired tonight. Um, it's all three of us. Woo-hoo. It is. Kim, your We're teeth so are excited. very white. I just realized, like, strikingly white. Yeah. Well, I thank you. I, I've had a... I'm going to go a little personal for a second. I've had a piece of sweet corn stuck behind my permanent retainer on my bottom row for several days. And it's been driving me crazy to the point where I finally... I haven't got... I have not um, gone to a dentist since I moved to Cedar Rapids and that's longer than I've gone without seeing a dentist in a really long time because I love going to the dentist. I love getting my teeth cleaned. And it finally, like, pushed me to make an appointment for tomorrow so that I can get with a new dentist so that I can get my teeth cleaned. And then today, I finally, I mean, I've been flossing, like, three times a day. I've been brushing, like, three times a day trying to get this GD thing out of my mouth. And then today, in a meeting with my boss, it just, like, came out like well oh well thank you for motivating me to make a dentist appointment i like love that kim's wearing a shirt that says feeling sour today and i'm like well yeah you've had corn stuck in your teeth for three days i have been (laughs) it has been driving me crazy oh sweet relief i do feel like the the tens of people who listen to us from a state other than iowa were like don't they all just have corn stuck in their teeth all the time, 24? Isn't this just a, a uniquely Iowa problem? Like, You know, one of my friends posted an article about how corn is part of the reason that this heat is so awful. Because apparently yeah. corn can put out a whole lot of water. So yeah. some of the humidity that we're experiencing right now is thanks to the corn. The the if for those of you who've ever worked in a cornfield, I I believe Bill, you've detasseled in your day. Uh, I worked on a farm when I was a kid. You worked on a farm. I worked for my dad from eighth grade. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Was I legal to work? Sure, probably. Um, eighth grade through high school um, in the summers pollinating corn. Which yes, it is exactly what you think that means. And it is so hot in a cornfield this time of year that you, it's disgusting. And so absolutely that humidity is, we're so Iowa right now. That humidity say, y'all is realize like we're recording, right? Like, blowing <laughs> out of the fields. And then you just like. Is this still Batchadamia or is All right, it- I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've made it so straight. No more talk of corn. Okay. Long story short, thank you for the compliment, and I'm getting my teeth cleaned tomorrow, and I'm very excited about it. Nice. Okay. Hi. Guess what? We got to watch the show together this week. How we fun did. was that? It was awesome. It was so lovely. Um, I have a question for you guys. Uh, I assume that everyone who listens to us has probably already watched this um, se- this episode, uh, so I'm going to do a spoiler alert. Hey, guess who's the new Bachelor? It's Joey. So my question is, who would you have chosen from the season to be the next Bachelor if Joey had said no to the producers when they asked? From this season? From this season. So 
the boys of this season, who would you have liked to have been the bachelor if Joey had said no? That's a tough one because you, you like, do you go for someone you think really like honors the process or do you want drama? Cause my mind I think it depends on what you want out of uh, the show. My mind is Aaron because I think he really like took this serious and I feel like he would probably be a good spouse given he finds the right person that like, you know, likes his like take charge. I'm a man attitude. But I also feel like Xavier would have been good TV because. Oh, he, yeah. That's clearly, a tough thing. It's like two, two episodes ago, Xavier would have been the easy answer. But then yeah. cheating knitter. Clearly, once the rubber meets the road, uh, Xavier is like, nah. And here's why I can't be trusted not to cheat. Yeah. Okay, guys. Like, yeah, he broke my little knitting heart. Yeah, this is a tough one. I was like, oh, I would. I thought Tanner. Did, you know, he made it. He was like the head of the season, as as you said, Kim. Mm -hmm. um, I just think he's cute, so I would keep watching him. But I have no clue if he has a good personality. <laughs> yep. He so I, nice I had, oh, sorry, go ahead. What? He seemed nice enough, but like, yeah, I will say, I don't feel like we got a lot of the guys personalities besides like the handful of guys that we got their personalities. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I don't know, throw Braden in there. Let's just see what a really wild lead would be. So I was going to say my choice for, who I actually liked from the show would be John because I had a giant big old crush on John oh, the whole yeah. time he was on the show. But for pure entertainment chaos, Brayden. Like he would John. be the best slash worst bachelor because he you so he so clearly wanted to be the next bachelor that that would just add a level of chaos that would make for I think good entertainment. But I love John. Ooh, no, I really like John. Yeah, I would have liked him to be the bachelor. Braden would have picked himself in the end. Nobody <laughs> loves Braden more than Braden loves Braden, right? Which would have been a really funny after the rose. He would have like had it in an earring and been like, just tell you guys, pick myself. I got an earring. <laughs> <laughs> I picked this earring and this hat. I'd forgotten about John, which I'm disappointed in myself for having done. Because actually, like hands down, I think John's the right answer there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent answers, everyone. First of all, I'm so excited to be putting the show together today. I haven't gotten to do a show flow all season, and I'm ha I had so much. No, no, I didn't mean that as a bad thing, Danielle. Danielle did a little like chaos planning for this season, and we are here for it. But I ended up not doing any show flows until tonight, and so I'm super excited. And I apologize in advance for how chaotic this episode is going to be. Because I am a little bit chaotic. All not right. Are you guys Danielle, ready? Not Danielle chaotic. She created a schedule of who makes the outline. <laughs> if you were like, Bill, draw me a picture of Danielle creating an outline. It was exactly it's like people here and Kim and I were like, is there a pattern? <laughs> There's no I pattern. Know. I don't have an asterisk by my name ever. Like I have no idea what went wrong other than y'all have been tired lately. I don't do well anytime that things are in cells. 
So I made a table and I think that's where I went wrong. Like tables feel oh. like math to me. I get really sweaty. I twitch a little. You know? It was like the third installment of National Treasure, me like sitting down trying to solve Danielle's crypt. What is the plot of this spreadsheet? Yeah. Chaos. The plot of this spreadsheet is chaos. All right. Are you guys ready for my recap? Let's for do it. <laughs> I timed it. It's more than two minutes, but it's less than 10. All right. Let me take a deep breath. Everybody buckle up. Here we go. Okay. So Jesse introduces us to the live audience. Some of our favorites are there. Also, Brayden is there. And he's wearing a hat, which I heard later is because he showed up in dreadlocks. And they were like, no, you can't. No. And made him wear a hat. I don't know if that's true. That's the rumor I heard. Um, Jesse talks about how this is a three-hour episode, and it is going to blow us away. We'll see. So we go to Fiji. In Fiji, Aaron is giving Charity acid reflux. Never a good sign. She says sending him home was the hardest thing she's ever done. Girl, really? That's the hardest thing you've ever done? She asks him to stay so they can chat in her room, and the audience box in the corner is showing people all like, ooh, okay. Barb, who is Pilot Pete's mom, is there, and she's clapping. She's all in. Let's do this. Aaron is like that guy who can't take a hint, and you have to humor him so he doesn't go all weird and stalkery on you. In her hotel room, he shows up wearing a Chandler Bing bowling shirt circa 1997. They chat. It's boring. She says she's not sure, but come on. We know. Time for the rose ceremony. Who is cruel and is making the men wear suits in 1,000 degree Fiji with 1,000% humidity? I mean, you could tell Joey's hair just kept getting curlier and curlier and curlier. It was awesome. So thank God Dotton's not wearing socks. That will help. Joey and Dotton are expecting to see Xavier, but instead dumb Aaron shows up. The men are shooketh. Dotton and Aaron make Joey look so tiny when they're all standing together. And Aaron shows up looking like a New England prep school frat bro pass. Charity shows up and thanks them for a great week in Fiji and that she appreciates them all. That's super hot. Dotton is sweating so much. Get that man into air conditioning as quickly as possible. I feel like they could have done this rose ceremony in ballroom A at the hotel. Joey gets a rose. Then Charity asks Aaron to go for a walk with her, which is not a good sign. She sends him home and gives Dotton the second rose because duh. I caught on the second viewing that I totally watched it again Tuesday night because we were having so much fun watching and talking that I missed half the episode when we were watching it together. Anyway, so uh, on the second viewing, I caught Dotton winking at Joey as Charity walks him out, or as Charity walks Aaron out, like, no worries, man, I'm good, I'm safe. I love that for him. So then we go back to the live show. Jesse and Aaron sit and talk. Aaron just comes off creepy. And he's wearing a salmon-colored suit. And I have thoughts on salmon-colored shorts on men, but I don't hate that suit. Jesse shares that Aaron is going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. And great, he achieved his goal. He was on live TV for about three seconds, which is about two seconds too much, I think. Charity's mom, dad, a.k.a. Forrest Whitaker, and sister Mia are now in Fiji to meet Joey and Dodden. She says her mom is her best friend and her opinion is everything. Mia looks awesome in both outfits we see. Her parents are adorable, and I actually would like her mom to weigh in on my life choices. Um, they meet Joey first, and they love him. He has a conversation about interracial dating with her sister, and he says all the right things, and he does seem very genuine with them. 
We go back to the live show. Jesse talks to women in the audience who definitely are not plants and who may be on the next season with the new Bachelor. Maybe. Then we go back to Fiji. Charity's family meets Dotton. He seems very nervous, and their first impressions of him aren't great, but she wants it to go really well, which is a clear sign that Charity really wants Dotton. Her mom says that Dotton is familiar and a safe choice for Charity, but she likes Joey more. Charity wants her mom to tell her which one she should choose, and her mom won't because, what's that? She's a grown-ass woman. Her mom says to trust her gut. Charity asks her family again who she should choose, and they share both of the guy's great qualities and tell her, again, that she needs to make the decision herself. Charity is super annoyed, and her mom says if she doesn't know, she shouldn't make a decision, which is the right answer. Charity goes on another date with Joey. They talk about the family date, and I have no memory of this part of the show when we watched it together the first time. Um, it was kind of boring the second time through, except then the poem came out, and then I remembered. And that poem that they were so in love with that I'm sure a random English professor from Tulane, who definitely wasn't a plant on the streets of New Orleans, wrote that poem. Or hundreds of other couples have been given that same exact poem from the street poet. Who's to say? We'll never know. Then we go back to the live show. We see a preview of Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm not going to say anything else because we'll get to experience it all together as it happens in September and October. Back to Fiji. Charity goes on another date with Dotton. He gives her his resident alien card from when he came to the U.S. when he was four, and that's a super sweet gift. She kind of asks Dotton what she should do, which is a choice. But don't ask one of your potential fiancés if he what she, what you should do. I don't know. It seems bad. Okay, it's proposal day. Charity looks flawless and says being with Dotton is effortless. And then we see Dotton meet with Neil Lane. Uh, the first limo pulls up and Joey steps out. Oh, boy. People in the small square in the corner of the screen are already starting to tear up. Okay. What commences is the most awkward five minutes of my life watching Joey propose to Charity and her letting him almost go down on one knee before she stops him. Oof. She starts to cry and he tells her it's okay. People in the audience are just losing it left and right. She tells him she's in love with him and is a mess. I don't know that you should tell someone you love them while breaking up with them, but that's just me. Joey keeps it together until he gets back into the van, and then they show him in the corner in the live studio watching it go down. Oh, my gosh. So he's crying in the van. She's crying outside, and the audience is losing it in L.A., and everyone's crying. I did not cry in Iowa. Then we go back to the live show. Former Bachelor Zach is there, and he's also not crying. Joey says he actually doesn't remember most of the breakup because he kind of blacked out. He looks fit, tan, has a haircut. I wonder if there's a reason. Charity comes out so they can have a conversation and get closure live in front of everyone. She looks flawless again. They have a nice conversation and are being very adult and mature because they are both adults and mature. Yay. How is there still an hour left of this show? Jesse says all of Bachelor Nation will be shook by the historic thing happening this episode. I We weren't, by the way. Um, Fiji. Time for Dotton to arrive. I'm guessing, hoping she had to take a 24-hour period to fix herself because she was a mess after Joey's segment. I hope they gave her at least a couple of hours. Then Dotton's proposal was wonderful. No notes. Everyone watching in LA is very happy. Everyone watching in Cedar Falls were happy. Dotton is so tall. Sorry. Sorry, Bill. So tall. 
Back to LA. Charity and Dotton come out to talk to Jesse and are adorable. I think Dotton should be in a different colored suit, though, because he blended in with the background. We see another snippet of the Golden Bachelor, and I am obsessed with his dog. Also, no dads actually wear that sweater, except on TV. We get back to Jesse sharing a big surprise that Charity and Dotton are being sent to Greece on a pre-honeymoon, or what everyone else calls a vacation, and also that Charity is going to be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. A new Bachelor is announced, and it's Joey! The audience loses their shit. And then one of the absolutely not planted audience members, the one from Hawaii, weird, is announced as one of the cast members for his season. And then Jesse gives her an envelope and says she can't open it until the season starts filming. Our theories on what the envelope says will be later on. And that is a wrap on Charity Season. The end. Namaste. So, I need to take whittling break. down those three hours. I so in watching it the second time because I am a masochist. Um, it was even more awkward. The Joey, the Joey proposal was even more awkward when I was actually super paying attention to it. <sighs> yeah. Did I catch everything? Yes. You did. You did awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss anything? No, not that I can think of. Okay. I didn't talk about the other plants in the audience because they were boring. And you knew from the beginning that the girl from Hawaii was probably the one that was going to be on the show. So Happened to cruise on in from Hawaii. Just, you know, caught a boat. Here we are. Okay, so let's get to concepts. Aaron. What are our thoughts about Aaron? Was he here? Was he on here the whole time to either get The Bachelor or get on Bachelor in Paradise, also known as not here for the right reasons? Or do you think he was legitimately in love with her and not a plant by the producers to extend the storyline because they'd run out of material? I don't... I never got vibes from him that he was maybe trying to get on one of the other shows but i know i never really liked him that much there was like a moment where he got kind of like jealous and grumpy and it's like i haven't been able to see him quite the same way since then it's almost like there's like an intensity to him that i don't i just have a feeling it reveals itself a lot more in real life so like yeah. I'm just not a huge Aaron fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd want him as a brother-in-law. He seems very like this is my way. This is the way things are going to be. Um, and I think there's probably space for that in some relationships. Um, I didn't get a sense that he was trying to stay to to get more like time. And honestly, man, to get flown back to Fiji, like you got to really want to and. My understanding is when you're done, they don't let you hang around the country for like a couple more days. So it's not like he was like, well, she dumps me. You know, I hang out on the beach for a couple days. It's like they hustle you back. Um, Maybe they promised him Bachelor in Paradise if he got turned down from her by her. Yeah. And that made it worth the trip. Is he on Bachelor in Paradise? We don't know the cast yet, right? Oh, he is. No, he's on. They yeah, talked about he... it at the live show. And then they showed him when they showed the, the stuff. He'll be an interesting addition to that because I think he is going to be, he is going to have a hard time with the idea that the relationships are free flowing on bachelor in paradise. 
you know, like one point you're really in and then the next point it gets flipped and like people can change on a dime. And he seems very much wired for a monogamous committed relationship. Yeah, I think there's a possessiveness or something to him that would that would play out well in a romance novel, not in real life. He was the one that kind of attacked Brayden on the minibus, right? He's definitely one of those people that tells other people he's an alpha male. Yeah. And not like, I'm an alpha male, and you're supposed to be like, oh, alpha male. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm impressed. Color me impressed. I liked his date because that was the Hollywood like theater date more than I liked him, I think. Yeah. Well, and I I liked them okay. Even then, though, I was like, I felt like there was a spark or a chemistry between them that was missing. I actually thought Mm -hmm. I was impressed by his maturity on that first date. I felt like we don't always hear, especially that early on in the season people having real conversations right. and I felt like him and Charity did have real conversations and I appreciate Absolutely. that about him. Mm-hmm. It was like as the show went on, there are just little things that I saw from him that for me would be a red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Anything else about Aaron? Oh, sorry, Bill, go. He's the one with a kid. Is he? He has a kid. Did somebody have a kid? <laughs> no, that was another that was another contestant who went home a lot earlier, I think. Really? Okay. He he was very alpha male-y. Um who you're thinking of, Bill. Okay. Because I think that at one point I described him, Kim and I were recording an episode, and I described him as like a man, and you were like, no, he's a child. Because remember, we're like, if somebody that would, like, leave their child that quickly. Because it was a little one, right? It was like a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Aaron. Okay, well. (laughs) I I Let us know which one it was, because we don't remember. It was nine weeks ago. That's too long ago. It's been, my brain has been fried by the humidity. I don't know. Go on to the next concept, and I will. uh... Okay. So the next concept is family. So Charity, first of all, we loved her family, right? Her family was amazing. Yes. Um, We missed her brother, though. Her brother didn't come to Fiji. That's a bummer. Um, But my question is, so Charity wants her mom to make the decision for her, and her mom is giving her a hard no. Um, Do we think that her mom has made a lot of decisions for her and finally is just like, you're 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 adult. You need to make this decision on your own, or or what? What are your thoughts on the family on Charity's family? Adrian Hassan. Oh been- yes, I remember Adrian. Well, this I've been living a lie for the last nine episodes, folks. <laughs> I am on board. I am shooketh. I am untethered from my boundaries. So I thought that. I thought that there were ways, at least in the way that it was edited and we saw it, that Charity's mom was, in fact, giving her some clues. And it was Mm -hmm. clear that Charity wasn't liking what she was hearing. Yep. I don't know that I get the sense that her mom has made decisions for her. I think her mom seems 
like a pretty good parent who has probably mm -hmm. been pretty thoughtful about those sorts of things. But it was clear that I don't think that it's just that Charity wanted her mom to make a decision for her. She wanted her mom to save Dotton. I think she wanted her. Yeah, yes. And her mom was saying includes Joey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, but and her sister was saying Joey. And yeah. I think they were doing what good family members do. You know, like they were giving her the choice and they weren't willing mm -hmm. to outright say it. But... Mm -hmm. They were giving her kind of like, like when we hire someone at the university, we give a pros and cons list to the dean, and right. the dean, but we don't rank it, right? And I feel mm -hmm. like that's what the, the family was doing. I don't know if I agree with the family. I'm really surprised. Like, I'd really like to have seen more of what happened, um, that the families thought Joey was such a better yeah. match for her. Um, but yeah, I felt like the mom was like, I mean, what else can you do as a parent? You don't want to make your kids' decisions when they're adult for yeah. you. Also I like the one whose name rhymes with snowy, but yeah. you cho you choose who you want. It's not my choice. But you also like, you know, they're going to be your son-in-law, so you want to give some input. Um, so I thought about that as um, like Dotton's parents were in the audience. They showed them sitting next to Charity's parents once the proposal was over. And I was like, is that awkward for them to watch? Is it awkward for Dotton to watch this part? Like, I feel like there were so many things that must be so uncomfortable to watch back. You yeah. Know, there's the family stuff, but also just how the proposals go down. The fact that Charity, I mean, even, mm -hmm. oh, Dotton has to be so sure of things. Because to have this person be like, oh, yeah, just hours before I was back and forth. I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, that yeah. would be hard for me. Yeah. Because you wouldn't. You're like, yeah, you chose me. But like, I would have liked it to be a clearer choice, you know? Yeah. It would have. And maybe she said it and it just wasn't shown. But it would have been better if she'd said to her mom, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that you're not saying Dotton. Because Dotton is who I want, and I'm sad that you're not saying his name. Like, if and maybe, and again, that conversation may have happened. We just didn't see it. Um, I wonder if she didn't know yet. Have you ever had, like, a situation where, like, somebody's like, oh, well, where do you want to eat? And I'm like, oh, either of those places are fine. And then they're like, all right, I want to go to Cane's. And you're like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't know until somebody tells you the thing that you don't want, and you realize... Yeah. Like, that's how you know. I, I felt like maybe some of that was happening for charity with her family. I have had that, but I'm not eating canes 20 years later. <laughs> like, every <laughs> meal. And like, God dang it, I wish I would have spoken up more. Right? 20 years ago, I wish I would have said, no, I want to go to Fazoli's. <laughs> Fazoli's? <laughs> Does that even exist anymore? I don't even know. I, I agree either. with you. Danielle, I felt that was like exactly what was happening in that conversation. Maybe she didn't even realize it, but it's like <laughs> there was a clear preference in the family. And I think she had a preference, but she hadn't come to that conclusion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that class this morning about like, you know, subconscious thoughts and like, do you actually know everything you're thinking and not? And it's really interesting with 20 year olds, you know, 18, 20 year olds, because I don't think they really think much about that. And then I feel like as you get older, you make decisions and you're like, 
oh, that was a stupid decision. What was I, you know, but when you're 18, you know, like you never make a stupid decision. You just make wonderful choices. And then someone cleans up your mess after you make a dumb choice. Usually your parents. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Fantastic. A plus. Okay. I, I just realized I did five concepts instead of three, but we're doing okay on time. So we'll keep pl plugging away. I think we can talk about the proposals together. So my, I had it as Joey's proposal, oof, and Dotton's proposal, ooh la la. What are your, what were your thoughts on how they allowed the proposals to happen and how it was shown on TV? Because it was so, Joey's was so painful to watch. So painful to watch. So this is me getting into Danielle dishes just a little bit. Because okay. I think it will make sense to kind of do this a little bit together. But I thought one of the most interesting things about this finale is that usually by the finale, you're really rooting and you feel really empathetic for the lead. And I feel like I love, I love Charity as a lead. I thought that for the most part, she handled herself with such poise. She was decisive. She made healthy, mature decisions the last episode, I was so disappointed in her the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't, like, I I was kind of, like, frustrated with how she was talking to her family. And then the Joey proposal, I was like, no, like, if you have decided. Okay, like, one, if you haven't decided and you just walked into this and you're hoping that like you're gonna just feel it in the moment Spirit's like that's breathe. not like that's not fair to anybody but yeah. also like just stop him and i felt like there were multiple times too that she said stuff where it was clear she's like oh well i just need to say this and i'm like for you yeah. for you it was not for him and it was yeah. like the first time in the whole season where i was like ugh. Charity, I'm not liking you right now. And I think that that's interesting because that's not normally where the show takes you. Usually by the mm -hmm. end, you're kind of like empathetic and excited. And I will say like, I kind of struggled to be that happy for her because I was frustrated with her this whole episode. Mm -hmm. I Do you think it was because it was like, oh, Crap, the shit is hitting. I'm swearing so much tonight. The stuff is hitting the fan. I have to like get engaged and I've just been having fun and now this is like real and she freaked out. Well, I think so, you know, in psychology, they have this whole thing where it's the situation's more important than the person, right? So you get put in a situation and people react in ways they don't think they would. And so I wonder if like stopping him, it's like she kept wanting to. Like she knew she was gonna, and it's like, I'm looking for the spot. I'm looking for the spot. And then when he starts to go down on a knee, it's like, okay, I really need to stay. Yeah. But it's like, you probably could have stopped it way before. Like right when they walk up, yeah. like, Hey buddy, yeah. this is not going to be good. Yeah. That smile off your face. Yeah. Um, Cause he had no idea. Yeah. And so even at that point I was like, eh, you know, she's doing her best. It was when it was very clear that she had told him, I'm not going to be with you. And then he kind of accepted it. And then she kept breaking down. But like, I just have to say this. It's like, oh, you really don't have to say this, right? Yeah. At this point, your goal is to get this guy out of here semi in peace. 
and then you do what you need to do to feel better. But it's like, it seemed very selfish to yeah. keep him there. And clearly he is not somebody who is going to stand up for his needs. And I feel like in a relationship at minimum, what you can do is know your partner and be like, all right, if I'm going to break up with them, I got to do it in a way that like honors kind of what, how they would like it to be done. And him being mm-hmm. like, it's good starting to walk off and her being like, I got to say this. It was just like, this is like, yeah. yeah. And I realized the production can't cut the camera, but they probably could have at some point been like, let's, you know. Well, and it was really awkward to me that she kept reaffirming how much she loved him as she was breaking up with him. Like knowing that, you know, 10 minutes later she'd be going in to a proposal. I just, I don't know. Like I felt that there were, I'm sure that this is really hard. And actually, overall, I still think charity rocks. Like, I mean, I just, I don't think that this kind of captures, like, I think she's pretty awesome, whole, you know, whole, like, holistically. But I, I just did feel like she was pretty selfish through a lot of these, that it was about her, her kind of needing to express what she needed to express and her feeling okay with it. And, like, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like it was about his response either yep yeah yeah it was it was it was awkward it was it was it was it wasn't great but it made for good tv didn't it Whew, that live audience was dying um okay so let's move on speaking of joey so joey is the new bachelor will joey be a train wreck will joey be a smash hit and yes i did google tennis terms that's funny because um, when I read it, I thought it said smash or pass, which is a totally different connotation. Do I want to ask what that is? Well, you can use your imagination. Okay. It's Got it's it. a young and it's a young and term on the TikTok machine. Oh, God. TikTok. It's TikTok machine. Smash or pass. So do you agree with me that that girl was obvious she knew ahead of time and that was a plant? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, okay. one, she was gorgeous. And they're like, we just happen to have this gorgeous woman from Hawaii. Well, you're in Hawaii as well? Well, God, huh, right? Like, come on now. Um, Yeah. No one is surprised. So, okay. So let's talk about this. Can I ask another question? Yes, please. Um, The other girl that I said looked like the the lady from um, the Queen's Gambit, the actress. Yes. Anna Taylor something. Kimpedia is here to help me on that. She was from around where his family is from, if I recall. Yeah, uh, yes, she was. Yep. Shocker upon shocker. It. Yep. Shocker upon shocker. The two women that they really highlight are from right near where he lives. How random, right? 350 million people in the U.S. And <laughs> you get these two gorgeous women uh, here. Sometimes yeah. the universe just aligns. Kismet. <laughs> Anya, Anya Taylor Joy in the audience, and she didn't get picked. It's very sad. I bet she's on it too, though. I bet she'll come out on in a in a limo. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, well, not Anya Taylor Joy, but the woman that looks like it'd Anya be over Taylor. for me if she walked out. I'd be like, it's over, guys. Like, <laughs> she's very good looking. I you. Um, what do you think the envelope is going to say? What do you think when she opens it on the first episode? What do you think it is? 
I think that she's going to get like a free pass for some time with him. You know, it's interesting though, because they don't like, I'm like, that's bringing some Bachelor in Paradise action to the Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good game. So I hope it's like they get to like, she gets to eliminate one person the first night. Oh, physically oh. awesome. hunt them Hunger game style. <laughs> um, or like she gets to, you know, it'd be a good one. She gets no questions asked, interruption of time with somebody else. And there's no back. Like she gets to just like, ah, sorry, I want to go with him. And then everyone's like, oh my God, wouldn't that be amazing? That would be awesome. Or she like gets to like. Bill immediately went dark. He's like, it's like oh. the lottery. Yes. She's like, how are you? Or, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Cocktail party. She gets to throw it down when she wants. Everyone has to leave. She gets him for the rest of the cocktail party until the roast serve. Oh, that would be fabulous. And they just sit there. They just sit there in their dresses, like looking in the windows while they canoodle. And yeah, I said canoodle. And just like, oh my God. This is already going to create drama because, you know, Mm -hmm. regardless of what is on that, people are going to be upset that she already got to meet him even at this this thing and they're gonna have all of these assumptions and rumors and mm-hmm. it'll be great they did something like this before like recently where they had those like five girls when zach was announced as the bachelor and then america voted yeah for who arose and it, she didn't she didn't last very long on the actual season, but she also was the only non-blonde person there. So she self-eliminated when she talked to Zach for like two minutes like that. Right. She's like, pass, never mind. I respectfully withdraw. I think that the envelope is kind of like an immunity where she either automatically gets a rose on the first night or she gets the first it's the first one on one date. She gets to pick one girl that has to change out of her dress and into a potato sack. <laughs> Why are you? You're dark tonight, Bill. <laughs> I have sisters. I know. I, yeah. I know how you take another another sibling down when you need to. The producers are going to start reaching out to you because they're going to be like, <laughs> we're bringing you on. You're going to be the drama starter. Like, you as a your your role. <laughs> You've heard of one man where the force is so dark in him, he can think up a way to ruin any rose ceremony. <laughs> or she's like, or or she's on the first group date, but and automatically goes through, and none of the other girls know that she's automatic. And then she can just act like a heinous psychopath, and then they'll be shocked when she gets to go through, even though she's cra- acting wild and out of control. She gets to pick one girl to wear an eye patch on their own one. <laughs> you are all in on her targeting another. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I love it. Evil. Whew. All right. I love that. I love that. I love that. So my last final thing with the with Joey is so Joey talked very candidly about his dad's that his dad came out and his has a has a significant other and we never saw them. Do you think that they weren't shown because of some of the audience of The Bachelor? And do you think that now that he's the 
Bachelor that they will show them? Or do you think the guy the guys are like, you know, we're good. We don't need to be on the show. I don't know. I mean, while I find this show to be pretty heteronormative, pretty white, <laughs> right? Um, definitely cisgender. I would say that the, you know, with um, Demi, like, there have been plenty of, like, gay, queer, like, moments in the show. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that it is... I think that if they can create drama and create talking points, they'll do it. And I think that, you know, so like, I don't know that I think it's a show's decision to not show them. Um, Maybe I they could understand if they wanted their privacy and I could also understand if they didn't want to support this like wildly heteronormative show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they just didn't want to have to read the comments. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I will say that they kept showing Gabby and her girlfriend in the audience yeah. and the girlfriend continued to look more and more annoyed with the whole thing. And like, she didn't want to be there. And I, I enjoyed that for her. Here is my problem with that. They kept showing her, but they never acknowledged her. Mm -hmm. I have a problem because I think sometimes the bachelor franchise wants to cash in on things that they can get a little more viewership, but they don't want to have to lay their card down. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. Bring, instead of having the, you know, random somebody come up there, bring Gabby and her partner up there. Her right. partner's a comedian for God's yeah. sake. Like, I it would have been amazing. How funny is Gabby? Her partner's a comedian. I guarantee it would have been a good six minutes of yeah. television. You yeah. know, um, but instead they sit him up there and it's like, here's our token gaze. Like mm -hmm. the entire, actually, I felt like the entire way that they were just showing like people like Barb, uh, Peter's mom. I thought that it was really interesting how they did that. I don't feel like they've done that quite to the extent that they did this last episode before. You know, like, I thought that a lot of it was like, hey, we're bringing all these alums, we're being, you know, to this, and we're going to spend a lot of time giving them FaceTime, watching their reactions, and I just thought that it was weird, like, you kind of said, Bill, I mean, for a different reason, but, like, I do think that it was kind of weird to have this done, and there was no talk about it. Yeah, Like, here's why it happened, yeah. Right, right. Well, like you had three hours when you didn't need it. You could have done the show and you could have done the show and had after the rose in two hours. It would have been fine. But if you're going to fill time, fill time talking to those people. Don't fill time with all those stupid girls in the audience. Sorry, girls in the audience. Yeah. It was, it was weird. It was like, they kind of just tried this new thing that could have, they could have done something with, but then like, they did it, but almost didn't acknowledge that they were doing it. I don't know. Well, and we had a text message about Gabby. And one mm -hmm. of my things was I thought it was interesting, like, good for her. She's come out, but she's kind of built a brand, right? And so this is pretty brave on her part to, like, mm -hmm. do this. And it's like, if the bachelor really wants to, like, support this, then they need to at least announce her and announce her yeah. partner's name and say yeah. it out loud. But instead, we got this very, like, Ooh, 
here's our gay fans mm -hmm. over in the corner. Yeah. Wave to you guys. We're not going to let gay you talk. Guys. Yep. Yeah, I, I did not like it. I was, yeah, I stewed about it and thought yeah. to, you know, make the next season really bad on whoever gets the card. So. Are you going to send a strongly worded letter to the producers? <laughs> Maybe. I wish they had Maybe. city council type meetings. For oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, that would be amazing. Yeah. Danielle, do you have more to dish on? Actually, we covered both of my dishes. So my two dishes were I wanted to talk about like all the alums in the audience and particularly why did I have to see so much of Barb? I thought that it was going to come back up somehow. Yeah. Like, why were, why thought, were they there? Because I was just like, how do you give someone so much screen time and like, not like it, it just, it felt like they did something, but they never made it go. You know? <laughs> and Everybody so, in our house was like, there's Barb again. Yes. Yes. She's and I'm constantly on. And or I thought that there would be a big discussion about Charity's family and like that would be such a point that we would understand why other people's family members, like past leads family members were on, like on so much. But like there was there was like nothing. And so, you know, that and I and I did just want to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of like just making sense of you know, kind of my response to charity here at the end. Um, and actually, it wasn't necessarily like how I felt about her, but just that I thought that it was an interesting, like, like, was that her or I do think that the show gets to control so much of the ways that the leads are perceived by us. So I mm -hmm. thought like it was just such a different because it was just a different twist Mm -hmm. in some ways so that's all i really had to dish about love it excellent dish bill talk about your beef please wait let oh. me rephrase that sentence <laughs> uh, i so, need a moment <laughs> um i think that you know, <laughs> I, so joey clearly by the end of this people were really into joey and i just We've already talked that it might be a train wreck. And I just want to bring up this idea that Joey is seems singularly sing, singularly devoted to charity's interests. And I think sometimes people think that that is the pinnacle of a romantic relationship. But I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters in Christ, it is not. <laughs> um, yeah. It, to have somebody that is so focused on only you being happy, what we find in research is that generally the person who is the focus of that doting eventually gets bored or the person who is doing all the doting ends up feeling like they are under benefited. And so what we find is the happiest relationships are where both people are looking out for the other one's interests, but also send up set up boundaries for their own happiness. Um, and I just, I feel like Joey... Man, I don't know if that guy's got any interest other than tennis, which I'm suspicious is his uncle's interest. I got a mm. feeling his family is all shades of effed up, right? I <laughs> I feel like you could see it. Like there is some stuff going on and that, you know, that family's got something underneath just brewing, which I'm excited mm -hmm. to figure out. Um, but then on top of that, I'm not sure that he's ever done anything for himself in his life. You could see that with his uncle, right? like his mm -hmm. tennis coach, I feel like 
he's been driven to do tennis his whole life and now he's doing this and it's i just you know that's not the way to make a happy relationship the way to have a happy relationship is to uh look out for your partner's uh feelings have them look out for yours and then both have boundaries you each respect and i just oh boy i don't think it's gonna happen yep. oh Joey. yeah and that's all you need to know about my beef thank you for that sorry <laughs> i like that i'm like i i'm like a seventh grader i like can't complain <laughs> I'm about to say it. You can say that's what she said the minute this comes out. But as <laughs> soon as it left my mouth, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, at least she didn't say 69 and we giggled. That would have been very. Do you, you know, I just don't know about Joey being, you know, I think that you all either think it's going to be chaos, like, which I think is more likely or it's going to be a smash hit. But like, I just. I'm still not convinced that he has much of a personality. I mean, I, I think he was so nice. I like him. There's like nothing that I dislike about him, but like, I also don't, I just, yeah, I, I just still don't know what is him. Do you, th what level of Zach do we, th do we think he will have more personality than Zach or less personality than Zach? Oh, I think he's on par with Clayton, who had even less of a personality than Zach. Oh, but, no. And remember, Clayton Clayton had no decision-making skills, right? Yeah. Because if you recall, the the total breakdown where Rachel Nicole was crying and <laughs> like, hold on, I'm going to go see if this other person wants to marry me. And if she doesn't, I'll come back to you. I feel like. I feel like Joey has even like a rung below that of like discernment and being able to be like, this is what I want. See, yeah. I think that we learned though that both Clayton and Zach, while they presented this like chummy, like good boy vibe, like vibes that they really weren't, right? Is what we learned. I feel like Joey is kind of like, you know, we've used the metaphor that, like, he's, like, a really sweet dog, you know? He's a golden retriever. A golden retriever, right? Like, I think that we're still, I think that he might just be a golden retriever, right? Like, that he's going to be, like, kind and nice, but just, like, kind of dumb and happy. <laughs> I don't know. But the women are going to be, I like, chihuahuas so and rip his face off. Yeah. Oh. Yep. I, they're going to fight over him. And he is not going to be able to be like, he is going to be the anti-charity, right? Because charity yeah. was amazing at like, I'm shutting this shit down. Like y'all mm -hmm. need to go, right? Yeah. I don't think that man has that in him. No. It's yeah. I mean, I think his heart. Okay. There were some debates on the internet, like because he handled the breakup actually pretty maturely and well, I mean, some Maybe people were, well, I think some people were like, well, did he, because he was so kind of, I felt like he would just kind of did what charity needed him to do. Like you said, Bill, I that like, he wasn't just, he should have been more upset, I felt. Um, and so some people were like, oh, was this like his kind of plot all along was just to be like the next Bachelor. I don't know that I got that sense necessarily from him. But, like, I just think, again, that, like, 
you just got your heart smashed and he's still just like so nice to her. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where I, I like I don't think he handled the breakup well. Like he just listened and let her kind of step over him and it's like I guess that and people deal with this stuff differently. Everyone does, but it's like either you weren't that attached because you're like, oh well, it happens. Or you really just let her walk over you and you're like, all right, talk to you later then. And it's like, that's not a good, you know, like you have a, you have agency in this. You could be like, no, I'm done. Or let me tell you why this sucks for me. Or yeah, why did you let me go this long. You could have, you know. I think it's because he's a tennis pro and he does whatever the client wants whenever the client wants it. And <laughs> we're going to see his tennis proness come out with fire on his season. I don't trust tennis pros. Jim hates mm. tennis pros. Mm. All right. Ready. Lessons learned. Novels. Sorry. <laughs> What'd you say, Danielle? I haven't read any tennis pro novels. Danielle's on a kick where, like, she's reading weird, steamy romance novels where the men are specific sports. Yeah, it's they're like really it's like a there's like seven of them in a series and each of them are like different sports pros. And I got to say that they're kind of terrible. But like my brain right now, I just like need to shut it down so I can go to sleep at night. And so it's, you know, I finished one and I was like, Danielle, you should really read something with more literary merit than this. And then I had a really long okay. day and it was like, whatever, I don't have the brain cells to read yeah. something that's smart. And so I just started the next one. So there's been like a bull rider, a hockey player. These <laughs> have clever, like double entendres, like hockey and love in the crease. Oh no. Oh God. <laughs> I haven't read this one, but um, one of my favorites that keeps getting advertised to me is a novel called Pucked. <laughs> Love and bull riding bareback. <laughs> I can keep going, guys. I can keep going. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Let me bring it back. Lessons learned other than that Pucked is a great name for a Pucked. romance novel. <laughs> Ooh. I learned that you just got to make decisions sometimes. Yes. I learned that a really well-boundaried person uh, doesn't make for great bachelor television. <laughs> right? I, I like that. I learned that I'm going to be thinking about while watching The Golden Bachelor, I'm gonna, even though he's absolutely not single... I'm going to be thinking about what it would be like to have your own father be the golden bachelor and watch a show with your dad as, or grandpa, because his granddaughter was there too, as the golden bachelor. Because I, I, I imagine it for a hot second. I was like, nope, don't want to think about that. Also, he's super not available, but, and he would never do it. But I, I, I that's all I can think about now is that his granddaughter is going to be watching the season. Will they be watching it as a family? I sure hope not. That's crazy. I love Big but Girl. But I'm going to watch it. And I can't wait. <laughs> I love Big Girl, my dad, but he would say some stupid shit in the first 20 minutes. I guarantee he would say something that would get him in hot water and it would be like, oh, God. 
It would just be a hard thing to have a family member on one of these shows, no matter what. Yeah. I, I mean, would it be harder? Ooh, would it be harder to watch your daughter on The Bachelorette or your dad on The Golden Bachelor? I think it would be hardest to be Brayden's mother. I don't know. She made that. She made that happen. And pretend that you don't think he's a tool twenty four seven. You got to be probably like, been doing that for twenty three years. He's probably been a tool. Come on, dude! Like you're doing <laughs> this attention, Braden. Oh, bless blessings. Hashtag blessed. Okay, I think city shout out. Bill, do you have a city shout out? I do. I have not done my hometown of Newton, Iowa yet. I uh, grew up in Newton, Iowa. I went there when I was in first grade. My parents still live there. Used to be the home of Maytag. Maytag left. Then T TPI was there, which made the uh, propellers for the windmills. And then they left. Uh, there's a wonderful racetrack there. Uh, Big Bill Henniger, William Roy Henniger III. My dad was a police officer for 30 plus years there. Danelle Henniger worked at Keystone Laboratories for... Uh, a really long time and then they both retired and now my dad is a lunch lady with the newton community school district which i'm a That's product awesome. of. yep i'm a product of that school district went on to get my phd uh i go back and teach once a year and my mom is a para at the newton community school district uh my little sister still resides there her kids go there it's a wonderful place to live get to know newton I think we all love teachers and teachers unions. If anyone was paying attention to the debates, we love teachers and teachers unions. And thank you all for listening to this wonderful season of The Bachelorette and Bachadamia. Are we going to do Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise? You betcha. Yeah, we will see you at least one more season. It's going to be a double season, Bachelor in Paradise and The Golden Bachelor at the same time. That's nuts. I'm Ooh. excited. We'll right. figure it out. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Bye. night or day when you listen to this. Bye. You have been listening to Bachademia with your hosts, Daniel Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henning. All thoughts and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the person who spoke them. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the show, leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your family, friends, colleagues, and other Ardent Bachelor fans. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at bachadamia at gmail.com. Or on the Twitter with the handle at bachadamia. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.